Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Tracy Karens. Tracy's a Senior Vice President and Head of Technology for Wells Fargo. She's also a member of the Operating Committee of the company. Tracy leads a team that's executing an engineering-centric IT strategy to deliver stable, secure, scalable, and innovative services that provide Wells Fargo's global customers 24 by 7 banking access through branch, digital, ATM, and other channels. Tracy joined Wells Fargo in October of 2019, and prior to that was the Chief Operations and Technology Officer of Enteros Capital. She's also held senior leadership roles at Bank of America, Accenture, and PricewaterhouseCoopers. Earlier this year, Tracy was honored as the 2023 Women in Business Award winner by the Charlotte Business Journal. Tracy, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Thanks, Peter. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited for this conversation. I've been looking forward to it. Well, uh, Tracy, you have for the past nearly four years worked at Wells Fargo. And I wonder if that's a name most people who would be be listening or watching this would, would be familiar with. But it'd be interesting for somebody in as, as a, a, a significant a role as yours to, to get, provide at least a little bit of an overview of the business. Could you provide that, please? Sure. Well, um, you know, Wells Fargo, I, I'm the new, newly named head of technology at Wells Fargo. So um, my remit in that role is really leading a uh, dynamic, amazing team of technologists that spans across developers, infrastructure, security, et cetera. And really, we're delivering technology solutions for the 70 plus million customers that we support, as well as the 200 plus, 200 plus thousand employees across the globe. So it's an exciting time to be here. Uh, we're at a, a major point of transformation, which is one of the reasons I joined uh, almost four years ago. Uh, to your point is to be part of the um, transformation journey. And I have uh, never looked back, Peter, never regretted the decision. And can you talk a bit about as, as large as this organization is, as you, as you know, 200,000 employees, a variety of different business units, how is technology aligned? Can you talk a bit about your org structure? Um, well, we're aligned. I mean, technology is all together. So all of technology sits together under me and my organization. And then there's business CEOs that we align to. So I have CIOs under me on my team that align with each CEO driving the business. Uh, and their job is really to partner with the CEOs and make sure that we have, we're thinking in advance of where the business strategies want to be um, so we can deliver technology solutions um, kind of when they need it, but also before they even think they need it. So we're kind of ready uh, at hand. And then also, I mean, we're a huge part of the organization full stop. So I look at technology as a business that we own and drive together. So we're always looking for ways to be more efficient, to automate as well, um, and just look at the overall role that we play in the financials of the company and the overall strategy. Very interesting. And you mentioned the CIOs on your team. You were one of those uh, CIOs. Yeah. You've been the CIO yeah. both for consumer technology and enterprise functions technology. Talk a bit about your own pathway across your three plus nearly four years within the organization and how those different sets of responsibilities prepared you for the role you have now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you mentioned, I actually had two different CIO roles uh, in my time here at Wells. I started off um, running enterprise functions technology, which is all of the you know, HR, audit, legal uh, risk, you know, that really runs um, kind of the core backbone of the company. And I did that for a couple of years and loved it. Um, we delivered some great foundational solutions like new HR platforms, um, ServiceNow that really drives um, all of our technology change portfolio. Uh, and it was great. Uh, and then I was given the opportunity um, to move over and run uh, consumer technology, which was actually two legacy teams um, that we put together, consumer lending um, and the consumer and small business bank. We put those together and created a consumer technology organization. 
uh, which for me was a little bit like going home. Um, I had run and worked in consumer technology at a at another uh, institution for almost 15 years. Uh, so it was exciting to go back uh, into the consumer space and see, get more familiar with everything we were doing here and help drive the consumer strategy at Wells. And then, as we mentioned, just recently, um, I was uh, given the great opportunity, privilege, honor, I should say, uh, to run technology overall. Well, congratulations again. It's an interesting, interesting pathway and, and uh, appreciate you sharing a bit more about the, the roles you've had prior that, that have helped serve you well in preparation for this. Uh, wanted to get into some of some specific topics and areas that I know are near near and dear to your hearts and, and representative of some of the innovations that you and the team have been working on. Artificial intelligence seems to be uh, not only on the minds and, and on the lips of, of technology executives, but beyond technology executives now, especially with a lot of the heat and innovation that's happening in that in that area. Um, and I, I know that you have, uh, uh, have made some significant artificial intelligence investments. Uh, can you talk a bit about the introdu introduction of Fargo, the company's first customer-facing AI virtual assistant, please? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the areas where, well, we're super excited this week because we just got to 100% um, kind of consumer rollout of our new virtual agent, Fargo, as you mentioned, that runs on our mobile app. Uh, and it's powered by Google's artificial intelligence, Google Dialogue Flow solution. So it's kind of our first biggest foray into artificial intelligence. Uh, and it's also um, our first virtual assistant, you know, that's sitting in front of the customer and providing data insights and hopefully helping them, you know, improve their banking experience and give them information they may not have even know they needed um, when they need it, which is one of the things that we're really looking to drive, kind of, you know, help customers bank when they want, how they want and where they want. Uh, and hopefully Fargo can be part of that solution. Um, and so, like you said, AI, you know, obviously exists in our Fargo solution, but we're looking at it in a lot of different ways um, across all of the businesses. We've actually been talking a lot about it this week um, relative to all of those CEO business strategies uh, that we were just talking about and the role um, that, Far that not Fargo, well, Fargo can play, but artificial intelligence can play really in the future of um, business and banking in general. Uh, so we're all really trying to think out of the box, kind of that whole art of the possible and where and how we can use AI differently, especially generative AI. I mean, as you know, and I'm sure um, many of the listeners know, uh, that is really kind of um, very hot and interesting right now. And it's causing us all to really look at um, just our lives, banking, et cetera, in general, and how it can be used to uh, for the betterment. I think in our you know, immediate um, perspective, it's definitely around improving customer service and customer experiences. Um, so allowing our employees and agents around the world um, to deliver kind of the more complex solutions, but use generative AI um, to provide them with information and insights that help customers and provide customers directly more insights when they need it. So very exciting time. And can you talk a bit about, Tracy, um... How does the organization go about the, the testing to determine the art of the possible? So a topic like AI or other technologies that you might play around with to validate potential value to the organization and uses and means of driving uh, various facets of the strategies articulated. Who's involved in that? How do, how do they work through that? The extent to which there's a, sort of a process that you might articulate. Yeah, well, we and we do have an innovation um, organization that sits under one of my peers, Aether Williams, who I know you've uh, spoken to as well, um, where we do pilot and do some proof of concepts um, from a technology perspective and also look at partner firms. But I would say we try, we're not trying to build solutions and then look for problems. So really our approach is working and partnering with the business leaders, all those CEOs, and trying to help them solve 
problem. So articulate where and what we think our customers and clients and employees need, and then finding the right solution. That's where technology and my team comes in, and we should be offering up all of these new and innovative solutions or partnerships. So while we like to dabble, candidly, the I, we have much better success when we're partnering with the business and kind of figuring out what's needed. Uh, that's where we really get those more um, groundbreaking innovations. But I also think some of the most powerful, best innovations are those where we're just tweaking or enhancing existing processes and doing it in a different way or starting with little incremental steps that turn into bigger benefits long-term. Benefits from an experience perspective, um, it can be a lot of different benefits. But sometimes when you just try and innovate for innovation's sake, um, you don't get a lot out of it. It's fun, and we do like to do that, um, but we are really working to align our innovations and AI in particular with business strategies. Well, I, I know that Wells Fargo, Wells Fargo has the ambition to be a digital first company, and I wonder if you can provide a translation as to what that means to you. Yeah. Well, uh, to me, it's to look first at, you know, like I said, I, I truly believe we want our customers want a bank how they want, when they want, where they want. Um, and as we look, you know, generationally, we know, I mean, myself, I look at, I have three teenage daughters, you know, they first look for mobile everything, right? They're looking for advice, information, um, knowledge, what they get from are willing to take in information and insight wise is kind of um, interesting and shocking in some ways, right? Whether it's from TikTok or whoever posted something on, you know, YouTube. So I think um, really looking at mobile, mobile first, digital first there, um, but also driving, you know, customers to the best. I want them to be able to get what they need, like I'm saying, when they want, how they want, and where they want it, whether that's mobile, whether that's self-service in an IVR channel, or speaking to an agent and making sure that agent has the information that they need to help the customer. And that can be enabled through, you know, that can be digital innovation as well. So for me, it's just all about like providing information, insight, service, you name it, to customers and our employees. We don't want to forget about uh, them as well, um, where and how they want and need it. I love that of enable rather than dictating to, to customers how what's best for the bank, uh, serve them as they wish to be served. Surely, surely that's the better better pathway forward. Um, given this customer centricity that the organization has, I wonder if you there are other innovations you might call out that you and the team are working on. Uh, for almost everything we're doing uh, is customer led or employee led, right? It's really at the heart of what we're doing. If we're not, um, we really have to ask ourselves why. Um, even big core technology transformational bodies of work, like we're looking at, do, you know, we have a new payments platform we're building out, or even if it's just core banking modernization, which we're doing, which is all the debits and credits of the company. At the heart of that, yes, it's a big technology transformation, but why we're doing it is to better serve our customers, right? We're doing it to provide better product and pricing information, um, you know, Real-time payment, should that be where we decide to go? So the customer is always at the heart of it. Uh, technology is just, you know, kind of our means to get where we want to go for the customer. I mean, if the customer wins, we all win. That's how I look at it. <laughs> I know it seems simple, but usually in the end, if the customer wins, then we all win. As, as you alluded to a moment ago, um, you also have the goal of empowering employees Absolutely. by supporting innovation that improves their connectivity and ability to collaborate um, would love to hear some of what you and the team are working on there, if you would. Yeah, well, that's one of the things I'm really proud of in the last, you know, three and a half, almost four years, as you mentioned, that I've been at Wells Fargo, is the um, kind of the change in the role that technology has played uh, kind of in our seat at the table with the business. Um, you know, we're not just 
you know, business, you know, creating strategies and then saying, hey, tech, here's what we need from you. Um, we're equal, you know, partners at the table, also providing our thoughts as customers and shareholders, but more importantly, providing technology um, insights, things for them to think about how we drive a strategy um, together. So that to me is something I'm um, super proud of. Um, in addition, we've been really working on kind of our employee culture and technology and the focus on engineering. So we've been scaling up our engineers. Um, we've been really pushing um, everyone to all of the great cloud training that we're doing because we have a big um, cloud strategy in our future. We're early on in the journey, but it's a really exciting time. So we want to make sure that um, our engineers really feel this is the best place for engineers to work in the world. That's um, that's my goal. That's something we're all working toward, um, that we're a technology destination for engineers. And to do that, you have to feel like you're able to learn, grow, and then also challenge and question. And that's where that equal seat at the table comes. So you're not just being kind of told, here's what we need, here's what we want. You should have a voice in that. Um, and then just as a you know personal passion in that, that's really where the diversity comes in as well. I tell everyone, like, you should bring your life experiences to that dialogue, you know, past, present, future, what you're learning and seeing, because um, we represent our customers and hopefully we're all customers, you know, all of the everyone in technology is a customer as well. Um, so bring your viewpoint, because chances are someone else, uh, another customer has the same thoughts that you do. And we want to make sure that's all that's heard. That's how we build the best. Uh, that's how we build the best products and solutions. I love that uh, that insight and the extent to which that you have the blessing of being in an industry with a, and with a company where you can be the customer of your offering and therefore have you know customer zero uh, sort of insights as to what's working or what might not be or enhancements on top of what might be there. Um, that must be must be a gratifying aspect of what you and the team can deliver as well. Yeah, it's gratifying, and for me, it's like a non negotiable. Right. That's part of that bringing your whole self. Right. If you can't if you don't feel like you can really express what you're thinking, feeling, you know, from obviously within, you know, being professional and, you know, bringing the right viewpoint there. But if you can't kind of speak your your mind on what you're seeing, feeling or where you think, you know, um, strategy, technology, innovation is going and make that part of your everyday dialogue, including in debate. Right. Like we like we should have some good, healthy debate. Um, then I don't We'll never get to that goal I mentioned before of this being the best, you know, place for engineers or technologists to want to work. You have to feel like you can express, you know, those feelings. And so, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. I, I, I wanted to ask you also uh, a lot of what we've described, artificial intelligence being a prominent example of it, for example, for instance, uh, that the role that data plays. Yeah. Yours is an organization that is very data rich, to say the least. And, you know, especially given that, that the vast amounts of data, the complexity of parsing through that to be able to sort it in a way that might might yield different sorts of insights uh, for the organization to make better decisions, to build better products, et cetera. I wonder if you could talk a bit about um, some of the highlights from your data strategy, if you would. Yeah, I mean, I still I think we've made great progress, but we're still early on in our data journey. So we're using um, data, obviously, to inform all the great products and innovation that we talked about, you know, Fargo being one. I mean, you don't get these great insights through artificial intelligence, as you mentioned, without good data. Uh, good data in equals even better insights out, right? So, um, but we are still like, we're still early in that journey and harnessing uh, the data that we have. And then more importantly, 
using it in like the best ways possible to create those insights um, for our customers. Uh, and that will include artificial intelligence. So I still I think we still have um, work to do. We're we're not we have we are so data rich as you mentioned, um, but we're really early on in that journey. You know, we are starting to do a lot of you know next best offer um, things of that nature, but but candidly, you know, our, a lot of our peers are doing that already, um, and we want to do more. So um, we're catching up, have caught up in many ways, but now we're looking at how do we leapfrog, and data will definitely be uh, one of the areas that we do that. Uh, yeah, and that's part of our cloud strategy as well. That'll give us more flexibility um, to run models in different ways. You know, have flex capacity to run bigger kind of bodies of data interrogation, um, and so that's all part of our uh, longer term journey. Can you talk a bit, you've mentioned the cloud strategy a couple of times here, um, and it sounds like that's also a work in process. What's yep. the vision in terms of the use of the cloud or the degree to which uh, you anticipate the cloud penetration to, to uh, play out across the organization? What are some aspects of that, please? Yeah, well, we're, we're doing a um, hybrid cloud strategy that we've been you know, vocal out in the media. We've chosen um, Google and Microsoft as our two partners. Um, we are early in the journey. We have migrated already about 15% of our overall workload, and we'll get to about 20% this year. Um, but we are hoping to start really making the greatest amount of progress next year. So we've been spending a lot of time not just in migrating to public cloud, but more importantly, making sure that we're doing it safely and securely. Um, and that our focus hasn't been lift and shift. We're really trying to do this in a transformational way. Uh, and so uh, in ways that takes us a little bit more time, but we think it will be, uh, bring greater advantages long-term. Um, so all of our new technology though, is all being built, you know, containerized. We wanna be able to port it very easily, um, take advantage of the best cloud offering, whether it's Google or Microsoft, depending on the need. Um, so again, early, but we are just about to, I think, start to really make some significant momentum or have some significant momentum there in our cloud journey. Very interesting. Uh, we've talked about a number of trends that that uh, you all are riding at the moment, from AI to the use of virtual assistants, data analytics, more generally speaking, um, uh, the, the 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 cloud cloud journey and strategy that you just described. Are there other trends uh, as you look to the future, Tracy, that particularly excite you? Well, one we haven't talked about that we've just started to release in our mobile app that I think is um, going to be pretty transformational too is LifeSync um, in our mobile app, which really helps customers look at some of their life goals and how to help them achieve those goals. Whether it's looking at you know net worth and you know what they need to retire or what they would need to save or do to you know purchase something that they you know they want to they want to save up for, whether it's a new home or you know a car, etc. I think that's uh, really exciting and something that's um, going to be a differentiator for us. And it's something that we know our customers want. So we're very excited about that. And that's something else, you know, around data that you were asking about before. That's very data driven, will be very data rich. And uh, our ability to do that really well um, will be defined by our ability to look at data and get those you know, help provide true insights that help them with their financial needs. Obviously, data, as we talked about, cloud is a big one. We talked about generative AI. Those are all the big ones that um, I'm really looking at. Because like I said, I, I like to, I I think there are cool things out there with quantum. We're certainly looking at, we're dabbling. Um, there's a lot there. But for our focus, it's, again, I don't want to create solutions looking for problems. I think there's plenty of technology out there. If we if we can really harness generative AI in a way that serves our customers better, um, we actually execute on our and will on our cloud journey um, and use all of the data that we have in the right way. I mean, that's really gonna, that will differentiate us um, beyond you know anything you and I could probably imagine.
Yeah, that makes sense. I wanted to also ask you, Tracy, now that you do take on this uh, consequential role as the head of technology for Wells Fargo, um, as you reflect on your journey and the various stops along the way, the roles you've had across uh, numerous companies now, the, 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 in fact, the, the chief roles you've had across multiple organizations as well, what, what, what comes to mind as you think about the secrets to your success or the difference makers along the way that have helped you along uh, your pathway to the post you now have? It's, a, it's always a good question. And I think back on that a lot. I think, um, you know, if I'm kind of soul searching, I think it was hard work and a little luck as we probably all uh, have in our career. Um, you know, I just, I was never afraid to take on a new challenge. Uh, I think that's one thing. And um, also take on a challenge where the stakes were high. So there was a lot to gain, but there could be a lot to lose, right? And that's there's been some defining moments in my career when I wasn't so sure if I was going to be on the you know the good or the bad side of that. Um, but through that, you learned so much, and hopefully you have a lot of wins uh, that come out of that, and that will help propel you. But candidly, even when you have losses or bumps, those are some of the best learnings along the way. Um, so that's one, you know, never be afraid to take on a challenge. I think. Um, the next is, I talk about this a lot, don't be afraid to give bad news. Um, one of my uh, managers who became a mentor, you know, years and years ago, uh, told me that early on, especially in like CIO kind of roles that I've been in through my journey where you partner with the business a lot. Um, you can't be afraid to give bad news. You have to just be candid and transparent, data-driven, and here's where we're at, uh, good, bad, or ugly. Um, because that's the best way to get in front of it and um, pull other people in to help you solve problems. So uh, don't be afraid to give bad news. And um, the other thing I, I think too, is you can't be afraid. And this is a little more controversial because you have to do this at the, in the right way uh, as you scale in your roles, but don't ever forget that you are responsible and accountable for the details. I think some people, as soon as you, you think that's someone else's job or role, um, you can find yourself getting into a lot of trouble. So the level and depth of the detail you need to know changes, you know, with scale. Um, but you always have to remember, you have to know enough and you got to know when um, something doesn't smell or look right to go dig a little deeper and poke around. Um, because in then that's how, you know, it is your job. It's your responsibility. Um, and sometimes you got to got to get into those details. So don't shy away from that. Well, great advice and certainly some good learnings for, the, for others who might wish to follow in your footsteps. Uh, Tr Tracy Karens, thank you so much for, for sharing uh, a bit about your, your new role. Uh, congratulations again. Um, some of the areas that, that you and your team are focusing on, some innovative topics that you are diving headfirst into. Uh, it's been a fascinating conversation and look forward to remaining abreast of, of your progress and your team's progress as well. Great. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me.